How has the Be Do concept changed my life and helped me move forward? I'll tell you today on the Be Do Concept Podcast. Go out and be, be, be the person you were meant to be. And then go D, O, do the things that you were meant to do. It's up to Y, O, you what you will be and do. And it's in everything you be and do that makes you, you. Hi, I'm Lindy Kirby, mother of seven, speaker, singer, songwriter, mentor, author, podcaster, and founder and developer of the Be Do Concept. And you're listening to the Be Do Concept podcast. Thanks for listening. This year, I made a goal to create 52 weekly podcasts, and this is my final one to reach my goal of 52. I'm super excited about it, and I'll probably take a little break for a time to work on some other things, but I wanted to do a special podcast today just to end the season talking a little bit about my story and what I've learned about the Be Do concept and why it's been so life-changing for me to learn it. Before I get started, let me just share my quick disclaimer that I'm not a doctor, a therapist, or any kind of psychologist. I learned these things that I'm going to share from my own experiences and prayers, as you'll see. And while I feel like what I've learned is an answer to my prayers and hopefully to yours, please check with a licensed therapist, doctor, or credentialed professional before you make any life-changing or life-altering decisions. So with that, let me get started. I got married super young. I was 18. I got engaged and married all within four months to my first boyfriend, and I just was so excited to experience what real love was. Well, life got really hard, and it wasn't very long before I realized that my husband and I were complete opposites. While we did have our religion and our beliefs that were similar, and that helped, We didn't have any of the same hobbies or things we enjoyed doing together. We had different love languages. Our personalities were exactly opposite. We started having kids, and after having seven, (laughs) actually way before we had seven, I was completely overwhelmed. But I was feeling very resentful that my husband wasn't doing more to help me. Um, Through our marriage, my husband had been diagnosed with bipolar and ADHD and several different mental illnesses. He had a lot of depression and he just, he, he wasn't around much. He wasn't doing very much to help me and I felt very frustrated and resentful a lot of the time. And at the time, I had seven kids. Um, I could just tell that he wasn't going to change and that my life was probably just going to be the same way it was for the rest of life, (laughs) you know, at least until my kids were all grown and I could finally be who I wanted to be and do what I wanted to do. I just, I really felt stuck because there wasn't really anything I felt I could do differently. And I just felt really miserable with my circumstances, didn't feel like I could be happy. And that's when I really started to pray that life was going to get better. I had developed a better relationship with God. I had come to trust him. But I I just didn't know how to get out of the situation I was in. And knowing, you know, God's commandment to love, I just had this feeling that if my husband felt more loved, then maybe things would get better. Maybe my husband would be a little bit nicer to me. Um, Maybe I could experience some happiness in my relationship. And so I was praying that he could feel more loved, that I could see him more in the way that God saw him. Because then I thought it would be easier to love him and to feel that love that I knew he probably needed if he was going to feel loved. But that was when God gave me a gift. And that was to learn 
this be do concept, I began to learn about our opposite ways of thinking. It happened slowly. It definitely didn't happen right away. But it happened because I was trying to show love, trying to help him feel loved, and trying to understand what helped him to feel loved, what I was doing, and how it affected him. And that's when I began to see some of the differences in our thinking. Because things that I was doing to show love weren't being perceived as love. In fact, they were being perceived as something opposite. And in time, I also learned that things my husband was doing to show love for me really were not things that I had perceived as love. In fact, they just seemed really mean and even abusive in some cases. But there were huge differences. And it was in our thinking and in our perceptions of who we were um, that was making the biggest difference. So while I thought maybe this be-do thing was just some quirky thing in how we thought about love, um, it ended up being a whole lot more than that. Um, It started because of love, though. I, I always thought of love as actions and the things that people did for each other. You know, it's one thing to say you love someone, and it it's something a lot different when you're actually doing something. You're showing that you love somebody by your actions. And so to me, you know, I was doing all that I could to help my husband feel loved, but my husband really wasn't doing anything back. So I really didn't feel loved at all. It didn't feel like he loved me because he wasn't doing anything. Well, that was my way of thinking. <laughs> but with the Lord's help and some help from my best friend and from some of my kids, a lot of spiritual help, <laughs> I learned that my husband was also showing love for me. But it wasn't through actions. It wasn't in a doing way. For my husband, love had nothing to do with what a person did. For him, it was more of a being way of thinking. It was accepting people for who they are and how they wanted to be. It was helping people feel good about themselves. For him, that's what love was. It was just accepting people and not trying to change them. He had always accepted and encouraged me and how I wanted to be. And from his perspective, I wasn't doing that at all for him. And he really didn't feel like I cared about him at all. And so... We both had these perspectives that we were showing love in the ways that we felt was love, but that we weren't receiving anything back. And so we didn't feel loved by the other person at all. And that was a real big aha when I learned that we both loved each other, but we had these different ways of thinking. I also learned that how we tried to help each other trying to be a supportive to the other person was also having a different effect. With my do way of thinking, which is kind of what I coined that term of how I thought, kindness was helping people to see what they could do to change their situation or to feel better. So when my husband was depressed and all he was doing was playing on the computer, like I would often try to encourage him to get off, to do something with me that, you know, let's go do this. Let's, let's not do that. Or, you know, things that we could do that could help him to feel better. Well, I learned for be thinkers, which is what I turned my husband's way of thinking. 
you know, anytime you tell them that they should do something different or that they shouldn't do something, that just really comes across as being controlling or manipulative, trying to change who you are because that's how he thought. And so every time I was trying to give this helpful advice to prove that I cared about him, it was coming across in a completely opposite way that I didn't care about him, that I wasn't accepting him for who he was and that I was just trying to change him. And so he wasn't feeling that love at all. And in the same way, I learned that my husband was trying to help me, but in his being way. One of the things he really appreciated in being able to be who he wanted to be was having some space, not trying to tell you what to do or get in your way or any of those kinds of things, but allowing him to be how he wanted to be. So he was doing that for me, giving me the space I needed to be the mom I wanted to be, to to be whatever. Unfortunately, I was never thinking about how I wanted to be. For me, it was all about doing. Well, I wanted him to do this. I wanted to do things as a family and he wasn't there. And so in his way to help me, it just made me not feel loved. I just felt like he didn't care about me at all. And as all of that came together, as I was starting to realize these differences in our thinking, it was huge when it hit me that both of us, I think, really did love each other. And we'd been trying to show it our whole marriage, but in these opposite ways that actually were hurting the other person, making the other person feel unloved and that we didn't care about them at all. I felt terrible. <laughs> like I had never meant to hurt my husband. That was not what I was thinking. I had always been trying to show him love. I didn't know that it was having a different effect. And so that brought out this desire in me to really figure out how my husband thought because I wanted to show love in a way that actually felt like love to him. And so that's when I was trying to figure some things out. And with my friend's help and with my daughter's help, you know, a lot of things I learned was you don't tell people what to do for a bee thinker. You know, that's just not kind. And so for a while, I didn't say anything. I I didn't want to risk hurting him. But then I had some physical issues that were coming with my voice. I lost my voice. I couldn't speak. I, I would sing for about 15 minutes and then I would completely lose my voice. And that was a big concern to me because who I wanted to be was someone who spoke, someone who shared music, someone who talked at conferences. And I'm thinking, how can I do that if I can only sing for 15 minutes and I lose my voice? Like to me... That was, that was like, ah, like I don't want to hurt him, but I also need my voice for who I want to be. And it wasn't worth the sacrifice to just give up everything I wanted um, to not hurt him. And so I wanted to find the balance between how can we talk about some of these things that are bothering me um, without hurting him. And unfortunately, as a do thinker, and I think this is true for most do thinkers, is you learn the hard way. So I would try to share something in the most kind way I could, and and I would learn, you know, nope, you don't say that, <laughs> or oops, this didn't work, and I would offend him, and and I I would learn something every time. I would learn, oh, this is why this comes across, and I kind of learned more about be thinking, how they think about trying to be and who they are. I didn't understand any of that at first, but that's kind of come in time as I've put that all together, 
And unfortunately, as I was really starting to get it, to understand that it was about being and, and, and trying to be the person you want to be rather than about doing, that's when my husband had just had it. You know, he's like, you keep hurting me. <laughs> you say you're sorry, but then you do it again. Like he didn't get it. Um, and so he gave me the ultimatum in my marriage. He said, either you're going to fix our marriage and make this better, or I'm going to divorce you. And like I could tell he didn't get it. He had a really hard time seeing other people's perspectives. And he really felt that I was just trying to make him out to be um, a monster. I, I learned that anytime I said, like, you're hurting me or what you're doing hurts me, that was kind of like the equivalent of calling him a monster. I learned you don't say that <laughs> to a bee thinker. Um, for a do thinker, it's not that bad. Like, oh, I'm hurting you? Well, let me do something different. And we'll just do something different because we don't want to hurt people. But that's because do thinkers are thinking about what they're doing. For bee thinkers, it's about who you are. And so when I would tell him that I didn't like what he was doing or that he was hurting me, that just came across as I'm not accepting you. I want you to change. I don't like who you are, which, uh, you know, it was just, it was just really frustrating and hard. But that's when I realized that, um, that we really had these opposite perceptions in thinking. And so I, I was trying to help him understand our differences and, and that there were these differences. And unfortunately, he just felt like I was trying to say he was wrong and I was right, which to me had nothing to do with being wrong or right. I just wanted him to understand our differences. And, you know, it just kept getting worse and worse until he made that ultimatum that I that we had to I I had to fix our marriage <laughs> which I knew wasn't just me but from his perspective it was cuz I just kept saying these things that he couldn't understand why I kept hurting him and so I learned that we also had one other being doing thing that was kind of big because he kept wanting me to be different like he he wanted me to just be happy with him he wanted me to be in the mood he wanted me to be all these things and for a bee thinker that's not uncommon to expect that you could be for someone but with my do way of thinking I couldn't just be happy all the time or be in the mood like for me it, it, I needed him to do some things that could help me to be in the mood because do thinking means you do things to be a certain way and he wasn't willing to do for me and at the same time he he would say well I could do that for you you know if if it came from who I was if I was just feeling genuinely that way like doing that because he wanted everything he did to to be genuine to do something for me to help me to be in the mood for him or to be happy for him or to accept him he felt like that was being selfish or manipulative for him. He didn't want to be that way. He didn't want to do something just so he could get something back. That just seemed wrong to him. And that's when I realized, oh, that is never going to change. <laughs> like he is never going to do for me. And we were in this be, do cycle. I needed him to do for me so I could be, but he needed me to be for him so he could do. And I realized nothing was going to get better in our relationship until I could be for him. And that was a new way of thinking for me. I'd never thought of that before. But at the same time, 
normally I would have thought that was impossible. I can't just be happy. I can't just be a certain way. But I learned about be thinking and do thinking. I learned that my best friend could think in this being way. She could just be a certain way. My daughter was also a be thinker and she could somehow just be. And so I thought, you know, if this is just a different way of thinking, then maybe I can learn it too. And I can just be a certain way. Well, since then, I've learned be thinking is amazing. It is powerful. And I was able to learn how to be. It took a whole different mindset. I had to let go of my do way of thinking because it has nothing to do with doing. It's it's a way of being. And it it was really hard. I actually ended up having seizures around Thanksgiving time. And I just believe it was because of all the stress I was about trying to save my marriage and about trying to change my thinking. And, and you know, it was just a really difficult time. But because of all of those things... I really realized that it was within my control to be happy, to be how I wanted to be, and it had nothing to do with my husband. I felt more control of my own life to be how I wanted to be, and it didn't matter if if he did all these things that could help me. I could just be, and that's one of the cool things about learning opposite ways of thinking is you can learn how to just be or just do, and you don't need other people to help you. It's, it's in the mindset and in the way of thinking that help you to do that. Well, my marriage did end, unfortunately, and fortunately. Um, but though I tried to save it, helping my husband understand the be-do concept, he, he still didn't understand it. And to be perfectly fair, I didn't get it enough either to really explain it to him. I couldn't conceptually put it all together for him. But I know that if I could have, If I know what I know now, going back, I really think it would have helped in our relationship. After my divorce, I've had the opportunity to work with couples, to talk to people, and to help them change their way of thinking, to see other people's perspectives. And it's been amazing. I've been surprised at how many times the reason why people get divorced is because of misperceptions and misunderstandings. Most everyone kind of thinks that everybody thinks like them. I mean, that's the natural assumption. We don't talk a lot about different ways of thinking. It was completely new for me. But when you understand there is an opposite way to think, and it's just as good as yours, but it is different, it just opens up your world to a whole different way of thinking, a different meanings, different perceptions. It has been life-changing. I have loved what it has taught me. And I've, I've learned that it only takes one person to change a relationship. When you make the effort to understand how to show love and think in the way that your partner thinks and to make sure that how you're thinking and, and what you're doing to show love actually is coming across as love, it makes a huge difference in a relationship. It really, really does. And it's been amazing to help people see that. But one of the other benefits that I did not expect in learning the be-do concept is how it has changed my life in feeling more confident in what I'm able to do and how I'm able to be the person I want to be. There has been a lot of times I've, in the last seven or eight years since I've got divorced, that I have been through some really hard things. In addition to my seizures and the divorce I went through, I've lost relationships with some of my children. My 16-year-old son passed away 
I've had to leave behind my home, um, lived on virtually hardly anything, (laughs) very scary income, but always just trusting that God had my back, that he was supporting me. And I've always had enough, amazingly, miraculously, um, as well as as the hope that things are going to work out, that things are going to be okay. And it's because a lot of the be and do ways of thinking that have helped me to get through those trials. Every time I would get stuck with my do way of thinking, because I would often before, you know, I'd, I'd say, is there anything I can do to solve this problem? Well, a lot of times there is, and that can help you get through if you're, if you're not knowing, you know, how to get through something, asking yourself, what can you do or what does God want you to do? A lot of times if you do those things, things open up and, and life changes and it can become better and better. But sometimes there isn't anything you can do and you've done everything you possibly can to solve the problem. And at that point, you know, it's, it's in God's hands or it's in other people's hands and you, you may not have that control. And that's where I would always get stuck before. But now I also have this B way of thinking. And it has been just as powerful in those times when I can't change what other people are going to do, or I really don't like the situation, but there's nothing I can do to change it. Then I ask myself, well, how am I going to be through this situation? Am I being who I want to be? Am I being the way God wants me to be? If I want a different outcome, is there a certain way I could be that would help me through this? Those kinds of questions have changed my life, helped me to be different and to be the person I want to be no matter what other people are doing. It's helped me to trust God in a completely different way, but that has really helped me to get rid of fear, to just know that God's going to help me no matter if I'm trying to be or do, as long as it's what he would have me be or do, he's going to help me. And that's when I see miracles and I see blessings and I, my life gets better. It really has been amazing. And I'm grateful for those things. That doesn't mean life is all easy and I don't have any trials. I do. But it's just easier to get through them. And I have lots of practice with being and doing, choosing, you know, well, how am I going to be through this? And what am I going to do? What's the best thing I can do? And how's the best way I can be? And, and God helps me. I've learned a lot about God because of this concept. I can tell that, you know, God loves us. He understands us. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what is our best. He knows what we see and what we don't see. And as he encourages us to do things or to be a certain way, it's always with the intention to help us to be our best, to do our best. And a lot of times to see our thinking errors so that we don't get stuck as often. And I've been so grateful for that in my life so that I can not have to make the same mistakes that I did over and over again. But I can keep moving forward, making a lot of progress that I don't think I would otherwise. I love that the two great commandments are about love. God wants us to love with all of our heart, might, mind, and strength, Him, Why? (laughs) Because it's going to make us happy. But then he also asks us to love others as ourselves. And what I've learned from trying to love someone else is that the reason for that is we are going to feel love come back to us in return. Not necessarily from that person, 
but from God and a love for ourselves as we can see that we're doing and being what God wants us to do and be. He immediately blesses us when we do those things and when we're being that person. When we make a difference by who we are and what we do, it just feels good. And I love those feelings. I trust God. I love him. I'm grateful for Jesus' atonement and for the hope that that gives us that we can be forgiven of the the mistakes and the wrongs that we've made, that he doesn't hold that against us, and that we always have the opportunity to be who we want to be and do what we were meant to do. Of course, we're not going to be perfect, but he wants us to keep trying. And I hope this podcast has been helpful to you, that you can have that hope, that you can be who you want to be and do what you were meant to do. Don't let anyone else stop you. You get to choose. You get to be that person. And you get to choose what you're going to do. If you have any questions or you'd like to schedule a discovery call or have me speak, please reach out to me on my website or on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Those links are in the description for the podcast, and I really hope that this has been helpful to you. Though I am taking a little break from the podcast for a little bit, I will be back with more inspiration and inspiring stories that can help you to be who you were meant to be and do what you were meant to do. So again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you again next time on the Be Do Concept Podcast. Thanks for listening. It's up to why, oh, you what you will be and do.